Hey y'all, you're listening to The Coffee Shop, and I'm your host, Lindsay Acosta. If you know me, then you know that I love coffee, and The Coffee Shop is where I've had some of my favorite and hardest conversations. I've laughed, cried, mourned, and rejoiced with friends as we sat across from one another, a coffee between us. So I hope you'll pull up a chair to my table and have conversations with me as I talk about all things Jesus related in hopes that it will equip, teach, and empower you in your walk with the Lord. Welcome to the coffee shop. Merry Christmas, y'all. This is my favorite time of year, and I'm really looking forward to sharing some Christmas-themed episodes with y'all. For the month of December, I wanted to bring a fresh view on the Christmas stories, so each week I'm going to be talking about secondary characters in the Christmas story. I know, I know, Jesus is the whole reason for the season, but... I really just think these characters can help us better understand why and how we glorify and celebrate Jesus uh, during Christmas. So we are going to start off by talking about none other than Mary. Now, it wasn't until I became a mom that I started seeing Mary differently. Growing up, I just saw her as Jesus' mother or the woman who birthed him and clothed him and fed him. But once I became a mom myself, I realized how intricate she is to the story and, of course, uh, to the story of Jesus ultimately saving the world. I know we tend to picture Mary as an older woman in her late 20s and early 30s, but she was actually quite young, uh, likely between the ages of 13 and 16, and that's because that was the customary age to get married during that time. So picture yourself at 13 and an angel visits you and tells you that the Lord wants you to be the one who brings the Messiah into the world. Like, you're supposed to be the one who takes care of and nurtures the Son of God. I cannot imagine what went through her head and how scared she was. I mean, I remember being 20 years old with my oldest, finding out we were pregnant, and I was terrified. So I cannot even imagine how terrified Mary would have been knowing that she was being asked to bring the Messiah into the world. But she acts out of obedience and faith and accepts the responsibility and the privilege to carry birth and raise Jesus. Now, during that time, sexual immorality, um, getting pregnant out of wedlock and adultery, anything that was sexually immoral, they were looked at as some of the worst sins you could commit. And if you think it's scandalous now, you probably would have had a heart attack back then. So imagine how Mary is now feeling you know she's accepted the call and the responsibility and the anointing but now she has to actually live it out she would have been living in humiliation and distress i mean adultery was so bad that they would stone you if you were caught in the act so now everyone knew or at least thought they knew that mary had had an affair and was pregnant with somebody else's child because remember she was betrothed to joseph at this point 
And she knew this would happen when she accepted the calling and the anointing. So on top of being obedient and faithful, she gave up her pride and reputation and her honor. And she just walked in humbleness. And she did this knowing that it was likely that Joseph would divorce her as was customary and understandable. She was willing to give up everything, including her husband, to be a servant to the Lord and to be a vessel in a plan that she knew nothing about. Thankfully, Joseph doesn't divorce her. And God blesses her obedience and sends an angel to Joseph who tells Joseph about Jesus. And of course, we know that he didn't go through with the divorce. And instead, he took her to Bethlehem when the time came for the census. So here they are in a town away from their family. She's ready to give birth. She was doing this all on her own. And even if she had a midwife, she you know, didn't have her mother there to hold her hand or her sister there to remind her to breathe. She was humiliated. Her reputation was questioned. She was almost divorced. She was likely very terrified. And now she was lonely. That is not the way I would want my birth story to go. Um, But Mary isn't interested in what she wants. She's interested in what God wants. And she was obedient to the call that he placed on her life. And growing up, I always wondered what Mary did in order for God to choose her to carry the Messiah, uh, to care for, clothe, and raise the man who would save the world from eternal damnation. And over the years, I've realized it wasn't necessarily what she did before she was asked to do this, although I'm sure that impacted God's decision as well. But I truly believe he chose Mary for her obedience, her faithfulness, her humility, her servant's heart, and her bravery. And when I read about her in scripture, I'm reminded of Jesus because Jesus was all of those things. And while I know he was the son of God and was sinless and perfect, I'd like to believe that Mary also taught him the importance of those things. She was his first teacher. She was who he would have spent the most time with. She was, she's the one who would have told him stories and sung hymns to him as he drifted to sleep. She instilled the importance of these things in their household and Jesus carried them into his ministry. What we see in Jesus was first modeled by Mary. Mamas, grandmas, aunts, sisters, don't underestimate the power of your voice and your character. Your kids are watching and learning and you are anointed and called to be the ones who sow into them and who mold them into men and women of God. Teach them to be obedient to the call. Teach them to throw reputations and pride to the wind. Teach them to be servants. Teach them to be like Jesus. Be a Mary so that when your kids look at you, they see Jesus. Thanks for listening to this week's episode on The Coffee Shop. I'd love to connect with you more on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. See y'all next week.